0: Hi everybody, welcome back. This is Kristen and I'm with Tony here. And today we're gonna be talking about some villains. Likeable, probably not, but they do push the story along. So we're gonna get into it in just one moment. Hey
1: everybody. Uh, I'm so glad to be back. Before we get into our main topic, Kristen and I, as always, are going to share our current reads with you. Um,
0: Kristen, would you like to go first? I'm scared you're going to judge me. No. Okay, so I think I might have mentioned this book last time um, when we were speaking, but someone in my book club recommended, or not recommended it, but she was making fun of it. Um, (laughs) No offense to the author, it's just a very like, Okay, now I feel mean. It's a very niche um, niche genre, and I'll just go ahead and give you the title. All right. Hint. It is called Property of the Mountain Man by Gemma Weir. Interesting. <laughs> Would you like so- to explain what you mean? So, here I am. It's 7 p.m. one night. I'm cooking dinner, and I bring out my newly bought ACOTAR book with the new covers, which I absolutely love. Um by Sarah J. Mass. Um, because like I said last time, I want to do some heavy notes on it. And I have my sticky notes, I have my pen, I'm ready to go. And then you, I'm like, you know what? I just need some quick and like mindless romance right now. Not even fantasy. I just need anything. Um so, <laughs> someone in book club was like, there's this book where uh the main character walks into a grocery store and there's just a regular man and he looks at her and he's like, You're mine and takes her. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love um, it. So this book was highly problematic. I didn't even finish it. Um but you know, it, it was in the grocery store, so this this whole series, I think it's kinda like the blue alien series, but you know, just regular mountain men. Um <laughs> But there's seven of them. There's seven brothers. So oh, I think God. each book is a brother. I know. And they all oh, live God. in the same house.
1: It's giving My Mom Sold Me to One Direction.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah.
1: But um, I don't know. I ha- don't exactly have an official read that I can share with you guys for this week. I have. I started rereading *Air of Fire by Sarah J. Maas. Because it is oh, one yeah. of my comfort books. <laughs> and I just, ah, uh, I love it. I love when we get to meet Rowan. Mm-mm-mm. Best book.
0: I love it. It's my favorite in the but, series. Even if you haven't read a new book, Tony's been writing a book and I've been reading it. So, you know what? All that hard work, all that time, all oh. going into something.
1: Oh, shamelessly plug it. It's not out yet, but maybe, <laughs> maybe in the next, like, God, who knows, year or two? That'd be swell.
0: Oh my god, it's it's awesome. I can't wait. I've read, like, eight chapters, and I told Tony, I was like, this has vibes from Blood and Ash. Um, and I know I've talked shit about Poppy, but I love the first book. Um, and we were talking, it has, like, Ella Enchanted vibes. I just watched Ella Enchanted, like, maybe, like, a month or two ago. It was absolutely amazing.
1: Me too. Ella Enchanted is so much better than I remembered it being. Oh,
0: I know. All the jokes you didn't get, like, all the dirty jokes and, like, all the... There were and like so the many political stuff, dude. Wow. Like
1: so much of that flew right over my head when I was little. Like all the like the comparisons to like actual life, but put in like a medieval type of vibe. I love it. Even the insta love that they kind of have. I just who doesn't love a good three day love story?
0: I just remember the mall that they had, and they had like an escalator, but it was like. It was like, I think someone cranking it, like the yeah. wooden steps. <laughs> it was great. Uh, if you haven't seen
1: Ella Enchanted recently, I recommend it. It might be better than you remember. I think anyway. it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> I watched it recently too. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, are you ready to get into the main topic of today, which, ladies and gents, and everyone in between, is villains? the biggest the baddest out there and while we will be sticking to well maybe just our favorites (laughs) but we will be sticking mostly to books um though an occasional tv or movie character might sneak their way in
0: oh I'll talk some shit (laughs) Right. it won't even be just my favorites okay but like how would you how would you define as an English major a villain
1: I mean I feel like there's I don't know if there's a difference, really, between, like, villain and antagonist. Like, obviously, an antagonist can be anything. It can be, like... Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It can be a physical person or, like... Or, like... Honestly, it could be anything. It could be... You could be your own antagonist, (laughs) depending on the story. You know what I mean? But I think a villain is someone who, like, opposes the main character especially in like a fantasy type of setting like whether it's like urban or just traditional like epic fantasy Mm -hmm. I think villains are very like the big bad or if not the big bad then one of the bads I don't know what about you
0: um so I think it's interesting that you bring up antagonist because I was like villain equals antagonist but now thinking of it Antagonist can't be the love interest, but villain can. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so because the protagonist is like basically you're seeing through their lens. Um, and that could be a villain. I've I've read multiple books where uh the main character is actually a villain, and one of them I will mention it is The Shadows Between Us by Trisha Lavinseller. Both the main character and the love interest are evil. So it's like a match made in hell, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, but it's an interesting take on that kind of thing. Okay. But I think villain in the simplest terms, it's someone or something that makes the plot move by bringing conflict to, to the protagonist.
1: Literally. I I don't know if I've ever said this on here, but I've definitely said it to you, Kristen, at one point, which is that the villain is like the most in character, like the most important character in your story.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: without a villain, your your protagonist, your main character has nothing to fight against. Like, even if the villain is like, well, I would say that villain equals bad person, but antagonist does not necessarily equal villain. Like, your main character could be the villain in their own story, like, to everyone else.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the villain, you could call it, like, society. Like, you can still call like, even though that is probably labeled as the antagonist, which um something could be the villain and the antagonist, obviously. But something may be the antagonist, but not the villain. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> I still, I think it could be something like a force, such as Society, like yourself, um, a feeling, an expectation, a creature. Hmm. But I I usually think of a person as a villain. Yeah, me too. So what do you think, if you had a villain in life right now, what would <laughs> they physically look like? <laughs>
1: uh, I think currently the villain in my life, I'm in a dystopian novel, and the villain is... <laughs> government and people of power okay
2: i'm sad i didn't even
1: that's the villain that's in my life true.
0: okay so anyways i was <laughs> trying to get to the point anyway so we have like very like i, I want to call them traditional villains like even if it's not right like we have villains where they're physically they're physically ugly abhorrent like opposite of the protagonist i'm thinking orcs i'm thinking um monsters mm-hmm. uh something where you can physically see that that thing is evil and you know what that's a little wrong because what if what if there are nice orcs like not every not every species is all bad but anyways yeah. there's those traditional kind of villains that you think of versus uh villains that trick you that may look like you may be beautiful or may be charming They're out for you, man. Oh my gosh! Let me
1: tell you guys that villains who you don't know are villains at first are my favorite kind, and you'll probably see that reflected in my list (laughs) later. Um, but yeah. Oh my god, I love a good villain reveal, especially when you think because it's so easy to get lulled into a false sense of security with good looks and like all the right words. But then to have that flipped on your, like, on its head is incredible. It takes my breath away every single time a book does it well. Or a m- movie or a TV show, honestly. If you can trick me,
2: I'm here for
0: it. <laughs> I am too. I think, like, not knowing who the villain is, like, the the whole point of the book is trying to figure out what that evil, what that bad is, um, who is causing it. I think those kinds of books are so much fun because... I'm constantly thinking, oh, my gosh, it's the brother. Oh, my God, it's it's the love interest. I know. You know? Yeah. I really enjoy those. Um, I will say, so one of my recently favorite villains that I've read, um, I know I said I didn't like this book, but I do like the villain. It's Darling Girl by Liz Michalski, and it's Peter Pan and i like the villain because you don't expect him to see like to be the villain and everyone else in the book at first thinks he's like this hero this uh storybook legend um we when you say peter pan you think of innocence you think of boyhood um adventure happiness um but that's why that's what makes this villain or made this villain so cool in this book because you expected all those things and the characters ignored the actual reality of this character, mm-hmm. um, Peter Pan, and they—it's like they put him on a pedestal, but he actually did all of these horrible things, and yeah. continues to do all of these horrible things. Ah, uh, villains are
1: so complex. I really can't like. There's no like one definition of a villain in my head. Villains are just so unique to their own like universes. Yeah.
2: What makes a good villain, Tony? For me, uh, I think it's so hard to say what
1: makes a good villain, like, universally, because the villain has to be unique to the world that they're in, so, Mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't say that all of the villains on my list are the same. They do share that, like, I think what makes a good villain is a villain that you can relate to a little. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a villain, I think they either need to have something that makes them, like, like you kind of doubtful, like, a tiny little bit that maybe they're a little right in what they're doing. Like, I think villains should have, like, a purpose for why they're villains. Like, because mm-hmm. I think the best villains are made. Like, as good as, a like, a good old-fashioned psychopath is... <laughs> you know, it's just seeing it every time would get boring. I like the dynamic backstory of it.
0: I love the main villains. I can't, so I can't think of an example, but like I love the, I don't know if you would call it a trope, but just when the villain basically has it out for the main character because they remind them of like someone else, but then in the end they kind of save them, they like sacrifice themselves to save the main character Mm -hmm. because of the same thing that they remind them of I can't think of an example but just like I like a villain that that is basically triggered by the main character but then um kind of redeems himself in the end do you think the best villains are foils of the main character or more like the main character Uh, than like other characters
1: I really don't think that one is better than the other
0: I -hmm. think
2: it
1: just depends on the kind of story you want to tell like or the kind of story being told. So like if you're telling a story with a main character who has like who has conflicting viewpoints, say. Like take the Hunger Games for instance.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: um like I don't know, President Snow and like Katniss. I don't know if I would describe them as like I don't know. They're similar in a lot of ways. And they're also like, like, they have this, like, we understand each other. On that note, would you like to get into our list? Would you like to compare? Yes. Okay. Now, would you like to share first your number five?
2: Um. Let's see. Okay. My number five is Voldemort intriguing is he on your list
1: he is not okay and I have a few reasons why but I would like to hear why he's on yours
2: okay so basically I think
0: he's similar to my number one um basically it's so powerful when fear can be uh elicited I guess in a character just by a name and the characters in Harry Potter are so afraid to say Voldemort's name that it'll somehow conjure him up, um, or they'll be cursed.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think he was a great character in that way. And he kind of he reappeared multiple times throughout the series in movies um, in different forms, I guess. And you saw him as a child. I I I don't know his motive, like his main motive, or I mean, I know his motive, but I don't know the driving force behind it. So I guess that's why he's um, the last on the list. Mm
2: -hmm. But
0: just the whole, the name Voldemort um, and the thought that went into him and his connections with Dumbledore um, and his similarities to Harry, uh, even though we figure out why, Mm -hmm. you know, in the last book. Um, I just, I felt like they thought about it a lot. And I understand that the whole thing that they were trying to achieve was to create, or to only have pure-blooded wizards, I guess, in their society, but, like, why did he want that? Probably because he was raised by muggles, and he hated them, but, yeah, that's why he's my number five.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I do not knock your choice. I, Mm -hmm. I respect it. He is one of the most iconic villains of all time, I would say. Everybody knows who that is, you know? You say Voldemort, they're, like, oh, bad wizard. <laughs> That's just common knowledge at this point, I think. But like, I don't know. There were always some things that like rubbed me the wrong way, and I know you touched on it a little bit, and it was like the lack of the lack of motivation other than just
2: mm-hmm.
1: hatred, and I know that that was that was really part of the plot. Like the whole point was that love conquers hate is like the big central theme of Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't know. I just he made so many like like simple mistakes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like I don't know. He relied he had a lot of flaws as a villain and like he just kept getting his butt beat by like this kid. No, I know. Like for eight <laughs> for like seven books. Like every single time and he never changed his like strategy. I don't know. Well, kind of, but like, it was always the base principle. But As it's a- like,
0: he built like the Death Eaters. I thought that was really cool. Like, that is true. not like cool, but it's like, As he had a all these people behind him. Yeah. yeah. and it's giving Hitler. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just a little,
0: but Hitler's not cool kids.
1: No, he's not. Bad, bad man. But Voldemort <laughs> is also a bad, bad, bad man. Yeah. Um... I don't know. He's definitely a good villain. Like like you said, he, like, strikes fear into the heart of, like, every character in the book. Like, so much so to the point where they don't even say his name. I guess the cool thing about Harry, though, was that he knew nothing about Voldemort. He wasn't raised with the fear of him, even though he, like, should be the one most afraid of him. You know? Yeah. I thought that dynamic was interesting, because every time Harry, like... Face Voldemort. He was just like armed with one spell and a lot of like audacity. And he just whooped his butt every time. Yeah. I did enjoy their dynamic though.
0: I did too, like them being connected. And mm-hmm. I think I think he just set like set a precedence for other villains. Just with the whole the fear of the name. Uh, the connection to the main character, I feel like a lot of things uh, are modeled after Voldemort, like villains today.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree. He's definitely one of the most iconic villains. I like him as a choice. I
1: respect it. But I get why you put him at number five. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's yours? My number five is Luke Castellan from Percy Jackson, actually, and he is one of he's my number five. I just really like him as a antagonist and a villain because he's got that like he got that like tricked like you got tricked into believing he was a good guy, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, he was the villain the whole time, especially in the first book. Sorry if you've never read Percy Jackson, <laughs> but it's been out a long time it's been out a long time come on what are you doing catch up but like I don't know just his connection to like the main characters like Percy and Annabeth like is so like deep and complex and it's like he was so outraged at like his treatment by the gods that he he kind of went too far and ended up becoming a villain like, being controlled by, spoiler, Kronos, um, like, at the end, and he yeah. does the thing, again, spoiler, if you have not read all of the first Percy Jackson series, at the end, Luke, like, uses the knife that Annabeth, like, that he gave Annabeth to, like, when they were kids, and he used that knife to, like, you know, uh, end his life, so that Kronos could be defeated. And I just, I don't know, he's one of those villains that, like, I think, redeemed themselves, like, a little bit at the end. I just liked the dynamic of his character and others.
0: You love redeemable villains. No, because that's what I kind of talked about before, like, um, just the whole plunging the knife through himself to save others. Yeah. I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, I definitely, he's, Everybody knows if you've been listening to this podcast that I love Percy Jackson. Percy's my book boyfriend for life, and I have a deep, I have (laughs) a special connection to it and the characters, because like when you think about it, like Luke started out from like a good place, like he was trying to make things better, and he just went about it the wrong way, and he realized that at the end, and in order to like save, like the person from his like found family he sacrifices himself I think that makes him a good dynamic villain in my book yeah
0: I definitely agree okay what's your number four
1: my number four is none other than Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones and I specifically mean The show. I only feel like commenting on the show specifically because the book series isn't done, like, and probably never will be, if we're (laughs) honest. Like, I'm never gonna get the the ending that I want. The
0: time's a ticking. So, R. R. Martin.
1: So I'll have to settle for what I was given (laughs) as an ending for the show of Game of Thrones. But for those who don't know, if you live under a rock, Cersei Lannister is. The, the itch queen for lack of like a better way to phrase it she is the worst she is conniving manipulative she just she is always having her like fingers in every single pot like manipulating people like if you haven't seen the show plug your ears but when she blew up the sept <laughs> of Baylor are you kidding me I was like, "That is that is peak villain behavior." You know, I iconic. still listen
0: to that song. Me too. The song, it's like <laughs> it's very I don't even intense. Know what it's yeah, but when the little child like delivers the what did it? What does he deliver? Like just a candle? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, she had,
1: wow. Had thought that she had thought this entire thing through for like the entire season. It was building. To this moment, where, because I remember, like, Tyrion was investigating, like, the the wildfire. Like, Cersei was making it, like, a lot of it. And he's like, what do you need that for? And nobody knew. But then, ah, I watched this on TikTok the other day. I saw this scene. People have been talking about it recently. But where, like, Marjorie realizes what's happening. And she tries to get everyone out, and they won't listen to her. And Cersei ends up, like, getting exactly what she wanted. Though, something was taken from her that day, too. If you remember. Yeah. I don't know. She's just... okay. She's a good villain, I think. She's
0: wicked. So, I changed my mind with my fourth one, but I have reasons. Okay. I absolutely love Cersei, and I would add her to my list, but you already have. But I will add <laughs> Jamie Lannister <laughs> From the TV show. Yeah. Because okay what really got me i think it was hard to understand his motivations but i feel like he was only out for himself like he did awful things he pushed uh i forgot the kid's name out Brienne. the window um yeah spoilers also trigger warning he raped cersei um but then he became this like likable character around brianna brianna Brian. brianna brianna tarth there yeah. we go and then you thought you're like, oh, my God, they're going to have a happy ending together. And he just he became. He just became a likable character and like you're like, wow, he does have feelings and emotions um, and a heart. ruined it. <laughs> yeah. But then. Yeah. Though, that's what makes him like so cool. Like it just was, he was so unexpected. And I think it's because he was so self-serving. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he like I don't think he cared about his kids as much as like. Obviously Cersei, but, like, as much as we thought he did. Like, I think he was only, he was only about Cersei. I think that was his driving force. Yeah. Um, think... And just the way that he returned to her. Yeah. Wow.
1: That was the thing, though, throughout, like, all of the seasons was that he just, he couldn't stay away from her. Like, he yeah, was, like, almost addicted to the pain, which is, like, they really threw all of his character development out the window in the last season, though. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't think he would have come back. He should have come back to Cersei in the end, but like but
0: the way that it happened,
1: the way that it happened, like yeah, that he just like dipped. That's such that's such a Jamie Lannister thing to do. Yeah. And he just he was always causing problems for everybody. Like just everyone.
0: No, it's like it's like not even that he didn't care. It's like he just like he said something and it's like, he was too like busy thinking about something else. He didn't think about the repercussions of his actions or what Mm -hmm. he said to others. And you like, there are times where you're like, Oh my gosh, like he really cares about his family or Mm -hmm. he really cares about others. And then he just throws it away. And I think his death was really fitting um, in the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was with Cersei, but I think just everything crumbling in on top of them, it's like they had what they wanted, but like they wanted, but then they kept wanting and wanting. Um I think he's at my number 4 though because I would have liked to know a little more about him like be more inside of his mind because why is he so self-serving? Um does he actually love Cersei or is he just obsessed with her? Uh does he just cling to her because you know? Yeah.
1: See, I kind of I have a disagreeing opinion about their death like scene.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I did not like it mainly because they really like Cersei as horrible as she was was an incredibly strong like fierce like never back down type of mm-hmm. person and they just had her like like crying and holding on to Jamie at the end and it's like that doesn't seem like S- Cersei Lannister like I wanted her to go out like with a defiant look on her face as like Danny like barbecues her or something like I just want her to be like like resistant to the end because that's totally what her character is. We will
0: not call Danny a villain. No, no, absolutely not. In this podcast, we will not call Danny a villain.
1: She was cheated, and if you've seen Game of Thrones all the way through, you know why.
2: Ridiculous,
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely ridiculous. But we won't get into that right now. Maybe another episode.
2: Okay,
1: so would you like to share your three?
0: Yes, and so I, I was kind of talking to you about this earlier, and it's not like she was an amazing villain, but the way that they did it, I don't know, let me just explain. So it's Remaria from A Fate of Wrath and Flame, mm-hmm. and that's one of the books I just recently read, and it's because the main character kind of wakes up I don't know if you would call it an alternate universe. We just, we don't know yet, I guess at the end of book one, but she wakes up in a different Romaria's body and that Romaria is the villain. So everyone thinks that she's the villain and just the way that they treat her and the way that she, she has to figure out um, who helped her kind of betray the King, like the other Romaria, I guess. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, And just the way that she investigates basically herself or like what this other Romaria has done. I think is very interesting, because uh the remaria that's the villain she basically she kills the king's uh mom and dad, um, she tries to poison uh poison a lot of people and kill them a lot of innocent people, and she's supposedly like madly in love with the the love interest of the book.
2: Mm. so
0: I think I liked how the main character kind of picked up the pieces of the villain and was trying to piece them together, and thinking about why, how, um, because it's it's like being inside a villain's mind, kind of like trying to figure out that mindset.
1: The idea of a uh, antagonist deconstructing their villainous self, but in like a different dimension <laughs> is so wild to me. That sounds yeah. really interesting.
0: And the thing is, like the main character, I mean, I wouldn't call her an antagonist, I would call her the protagonist.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: she she definitely like, did bad things back in her world. Like she was a thief. Um she like uh she lied to people and took advantage of people. So it's not like she was the best character ever. I mean, she definitely wasn't murdering uh people like the other Romaria in the <laughs> alternate universe, but yeah, I just I absolutely love the concept.
1: No, it sounds really interesting. I know you want me to read it. <laughs> so will I, it is in my to be read pile, but my to be read I'm scared of having it out too much. Uh, no, I believe you. I love a good story. Sounds interesting. I'll give it a shot. Alright. My third, my number three. We touched on it a little bit already, but um mm-hmm. my number three is President Snow, actually.
2: President
1: <laughs> I think he is one of the most interesting and like dynamic characters Mm -hmm. like in the whole book series like and I think he's a really good villain because like we talked about earlier like he he almost sees Katniss as like an equal a little bit if does that make sense like he
2: like he's scared
0: of her
1: yeah like he genuinely views her as a threat and I always thought that like
2: like, villains who put, like, equal, like, like, they know that the protagonist
1: or the main character is, like, they're on the same level. Like, Mm -hmm. and then when he talks to her, like, they're equals, and instead of, like, because he doesn't really talk down to her, because they're always, like, I thought we were, like, honest with each other. We don't lie to each other, or, like... Okay, I did forget that part. You know? And it's, like... I don't know, their dynamic is so interesting because he's obviously, he does such terrible things, but he does them in such a subtle and like almost refined way. Like his threats are so subtle, but so effective. Like when he sends like the bouquet of roses, Mm -hmm. like the white roses, it's like, oh my God. Or when he drops, like the roses are like a reoccurring motif of his.
0: I do like, I did like that a lot.
1: And the fact that those The reason he has them is because he take he like poisons himself so that other people can't poison him. Like he's really smart, he's really cunning and manipulative. And I love that him and Katniss are like
2: equals almost in his mind. Okay, you've convinced me.
1: (laughs) I just think he's a really good villain. Like as far as like because he was made into a villain.
0: Okay. My number 2, I'm really proud of this one. It's not a book at all, but Loki from um the Marvel universe. Nice. I would marry him. I feel like he's not I mean he kind of is antagonist in like Avengers, but like Loki is a very chaotic neutral neutral chaotic whatever you call it person. Um he's very self-serving, I think like Jaime Lannister, but he's more i i feel like he still is able to do good things because i mean spoiler alert that's like how he died um he was saving his brother and uh what like half of asgard or something Mm -hmm. uh so they could get away on the other ship and i just i like that along with the myth loki is a mischievous person Mm -hmm. um and he basically gets himself into these binds and he it's like he's pushing the limits um yeah. like wanting to be king of asgard i think he just wanted to push the limits and see like what all he could do um and he has this like hurt buried underneath uh because of his father and mother lying to him about uh his true parents and his lineage uh but i just he's so chaotic and i love him and I mean that's that's the best villain. Like you're supposed to create problems for the the main character so they can fix them. Yeah. Um, and I just like the problems he creates. You know, I love that you
1: picked Loki because you can really like if you watch the MCU like straight mm-hmm. through, like you know, in release order, you can really see. Like, after the first Avengers movie, the, just the ripple of consequence. And it's all because of mm-hmm. Loki. Like, Loki started something, like, really big that kind of, like, finally comes full circle in Endgame. Where he, you know, <laughs> like Kristen said, spoiler, he dies, like, saving his brother. Even though, like, in the, the first time we met him, he was trying to just, like, take over Earth. But now, but then he dies to save his home world that he resented so much like that's so cool yeah.
0: and like he didn't expect that to happen it's like i feel like loki just wanted to be he didn't want to rule anyone he just wanted to or he didn't want to have the responsibilities he just wanted yeah. the power over others and be like i'm king but then he just he didn't think about the repercussions and then but then he has to deal with it like in thor ragnarok and then um at the beginning of the first avengers movie mm-hmm. uh And even in the TV show, the way that they do that is a little strange and doesn't really go along with, I guess, the main story. As I know, I haven't seen the Doctor Strange movie, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think just getting himself into situations and fixing them. There's definitely a dark side to Loki. He's killed some people, uh, but I think he redeems himself.
1: I would say that. I think he's been, he's a very morally gray, like he's like the epitome oh, yeah. morally gray, like because he's always trying to, like, I don't know, he's always just doing bad things, but they're not always intentional. And then yeah. they're just like byproducts of his like chaotic nature. He's a very dynamic character and I like him a lot. is a good pick. Okay.
2: What's your second?
1: My number two is none other. Then Maeve from Throne of Glass.
2: Okay, good choice, good choice.
1: Okay, and here's why. I think, and you can tell probably from my list of characters, but I love characters, like villains who are just so dynamic. And she, again, is one of those like, you don't realize at first that she's like as big of a villain as she ends up
0: being. Yeah.
1: You know, like you're just I, like,
0: just, oh, she's a queen. Yeah,
1: she's queen of the Fae. And then you just, over the span of like four or five books, she's just slowly revealed to be this like spider. Like she reminds me a lot of the other mother, like oh. from Coraline, who Thank honestly should have been on my list, but I completely forgot. <laughs> she scares the crap out of me. Okay,
0: I was thinking about that, too. Really? Coraline's other mother. Yeah, and then I just completely, I was like, what actually scared me as a kid? Like, what stuck with me? So, that's cool.
1: The other mother, for sure, was one of the scariest villains, like, ever. And I can't, I think I might have just blocked it out. (laughs) That's why I didn't put it on my list. But Maeve really reminds me of her. And, like, the way that she... Weaves these webs with the strings of fate, like she can manipulate them. And, like, she has been playing the long game for God knows how many years like, 15,000 plus, probably, if we're wink wink going <laughs> <laughs> with uh, some multiverse theories. But, ah, uh, she just, she's so awful, but she's so cunning and, like, she's smart and she like knows exactly what she's doing and she's always like tries to be like and steps ahead oh yeah that's what I was gonna say and like I don't know I just love how like on like unashamedly bad she is like she does what she wants and takes what she wants and I think that makes like a really good villain and I love to see that from a female villain yeah I don't think we see enough female villains like that.
0: I don't think we do either. It's it's always about like a guy, honestly, mm-hmm. or it's just something that they don't delve into. So I definitely agree with that. Um, do you have anything more to say with that? Because my honorable mention connects. Ooh.
1: Well, I mean, if you have read Throne of Glass, like, you know what I'm talking about. Like she is just, She is in everybody's business. She is pulling the strings and manipulating everything. And, like, when you realize what she's been doing, like, for years, like, in the plot of this story, it's, like, wild. Like, her reveal of her, like, true nature in, like, Tower of Dawn, like, I was screaming. I was screaming when I read that. I was like, oh, my God. Because it all finally pieces together. And, honestly, I commend Sarah J. Moss for that oh yeah no
0: I've never I've never read a villain or like the way that the plot ties up like that and connects I I absolutely think that was genius
2: Mm -hmm.
1: all right would you like to share your honorable mention with the the group
0: mine is okay so we think she's super shallow and she may be but it's the queen in still white I think I think just the commentary I think she's I think she's a really cool villain because she's entrusted to be a mother to Snow White, Mm -hmm. yet she's, like, she does everything. She's not a protector. She's the complete opposite. Um, She makes someone do her dirty work, which I think is interesting. But then she's, like, uh, nobody can get it done but you, that kind of person, because she Mm -hmm. tries to poison Snow White. But just the the whole thing about vanity and the commentary about um society pits women against each other and it'll even drive the queen to get rid of her stepdaughter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I I love that. I, I just I think she's one of the OG villains, OG female villains. Um and I think it just says a lot about how people view women and how people uh put women in the media. Yeah. I like it a lot.
2: I actually
1: the Evil Queen reminds me a lot of Maeve like yeah. a little bit like in the base form cuz like there's I would say there's a good amount of depth to the Evil Queen's character in like the Snow White movie like like even though we don't really hear a lot from her you can discover yeah. a lot of what she thinks and how she feels based on like her actions like she has this mirror that I don't remember exactly. Does the mirror, can it only tell her like, who's the fairest of them all? Or is that, or is it like an all knowing mirror? And that's the only question she asks.
0: I can't remember to be honest. Cause I feel like
1: that's just the only question she asks. Like she's so obsessed with like being the fairest of them all. And when somebody comes in and like competes with her for that. She's like, I don't think so.
2: Yeah. I well, really, think about. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say
1: I, like we mentioned once upon a time earlier, in mm-hmm. this episode, I like their portrayal of Regina as the evil queen and like that Snow White dynamic. I really like
2: that. Hmm. I think. Uh,
0: just if we think about like Henry the oh my god or is it henry the eighth or <laughs> with the eight, henry was, the something yeah with the eight wives with the
1: five wives I mean, yeah
0: i just feel like it's a commentary for it's like in the past if a woman isn't pretty enough isn't blah 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 enough then she could just be thrown away basically yeah um so it's like the fact that she's willing to kill to like stay on top and like just like make sure that she makes it out i guess
1: yeah, no, it's, it's a crazy story to think about. Like, we could totally do, like, a deep dive on, like, the feminism surrounding, like, traditional, like,
2: fairy tales.
1: Let's do that. That'll be an episode <laughs> eventually. Look forward to it. But um, okay. do you have anything else you want to say about your, about... um? No. i would say
0: the volturi is on my list but like i don't really have an explanation it's just like the volturi no No, that's fair (laughs) that's fair
1: (laughs) we get it if you've seen twilight you get it if you (laughs) haven't seen twilight what are you doing come on get in on the memes (laughs) they're incredible
2: they have kids.
1: for my honorable mention i would like to put Coraline, like the other mother (laughs) just because oh my god Like I am, listen, I've always wanted to read the book and I never have because I'm, I'm scared it'll like, I'm scared I won't be able to like, let it go. I'm scared it'll sit with me. Oh my God. Like, I don't know. I love scary things, so I should really read it. But I just, in the movie, like it's so, she's definitely one of those villains where you like, don't realize that she's a villain at first. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't seen Coraline, what do you again? What are you amazing. doing?
2: Amazing. It's amazing. Incredible. Go
1: watch it right now. And Just it's a honest. book. It's a book. It is also a book. Everyone should read it. I know I said I haven't but I am going to. It's but good. I know that the book is similar to the movie though. It is a lot darker from what I've
2: heard. Yeah.
1: But in the movie like at the beginning we see these like mechanical like scissor almost hands like like ripping open an old doll and making a new one that looks like Coraline and we have like and at that point you don't know anything so you're like what is this and then when Coraline finds the doll and she finds the other mother who's created this like seemingly perfect world just for her and it's all part of this giant spider web trap to like steal her soul oh my god I know because
2: it's
0: like Everyone in the other world is so afraid of the other mother. And yeah. you do like you slowly start to realize it, especially like the dad, like when you see like the dad's fear mm-hmm. oh my, and just like the idea that like the the world was created just for Coraline and it has an end point. Like it's not uh she was just so manipulative and so calculating
1: Dude. crazy. Honestly, one of my favorite okay, now that I think about it, the other mother totally should have been on my top five list
2: yeah like, now that we're
1: talking about it, she should probably be number one, but she just the way that the movie like really artfully portrays the slow degradation of the other world, mhm, like do you know what I mean? like how everything starts to get like a little more muted, like in terms of like fun, like you start to see like the little slips and cracks that make you realize the other mother is actually like. Like a, like, a bad, like, like runaway type of bad. And, like, I don't know, the cat dynamic with Coraline also, like, and the relationship to the other mother as this, like, sentient creature from her world almost. hmm
0: It's crazy. Coraline is incredible. I need to go watch it. I'm afraid. And I think, like, I was going to say, villains, it's not just about, like, what what tricks you or like what surprises you the most it's like what who what villain do you remember like what scares you so much that yeah. you still think about it like yeah. you can like you have nightmares about it yeah no <laughs> Anyways. She's,
1: she's a good villain 10 10 stars all around but we've now come to our number ones which may or may not fail in comparison to the other mother but Kristen what is your number one?
0: I, I'm very proud of my number one and we kind of touched on this world. Um, It's Sauron from Lord of the Rings. I I, like ever since I was a little kid, like I'm pretty sure my parents showed me and it's, it's Sauron from both the books and the movies. Um, But when my parents showed me the movies, uh, I was probably too young to watch them. And I just remember being so afraid. And I recently just realized we never saw Sauron's face. And I was so afraid of this man for all my life. Yeah. and I just the fact that like it could bring me fear like just just what we've seen in the movie from Sauron mm-hmm. uh is incredible um and chef's kiss like he has all of these like there are so many people or like things that follow him there's so many things underneath him like Saruman the wizard who follows him um and he's even afraid of Sauron even though we see him as super powerful uh he has the works, he has his uh writers, what is it, is it the Nazgul? Yeah. And it's like he never he never has this human like form. And besides the past, like the memories that the Elven people had of the the big war, but even then you didn't see his face. It's like it's like it was it was a name that just incited fear, even if there was an eye um mm-hmm. that represented him. But just the fact that he could connect with the main character, too, I like that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. He could speak to Frodo through the ring. It's just, it's like he was evil, uh, evil personified. Like, I, he's just, when I think of villain, I think of Sauron, and that is why he's my number one. Interesting
1: (laughs) choice. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, and you're totally right. He's one of those, like, classic villains
2: mm-hmm. that
1: people know. Um, I, unfortunately, n- did not get around to watching or reading Lord of the Rings until I was much older for some reason. Like, I was in yeah. college. Like, and I know. Ugh, what a loser. Right? And Ooh. I just, I don't know. It didn't hit me as much. I think if I had seen it more when I was a little kid and grown up with it like I had like Voldemort and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I think he would have had a bigger impact on me but I do think it's interesting that he's one of those characters that like like those villains that doesn't need to be present to yeah and and incite fear I think that makes pretty good villain
0: I think like I also think he's a great villain like in the books because uh J.R.R. Tolkien wrote the Silmarillion which is like uh the bible basically for the Lord of the Rings world for Middle-earth um and it goes into how I think Sauron is like Lucifer like mm-hmm. he he falls from grace um and there's just this whole thing about him wanting to be independent and uh create like the perfect world but he instead becomes like a very very evil villain mm
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> so good pick
1: I like that one
2: I'm excited to hear yours
1: mine okay I don't know this might be oh a fly just flew in my face sorry Mm. um drum roll this might be a little shocking I don't know but my number one villain is Dolores Umbridge
0: oh I'm (laughs) about to walk out of my room she makes me so mad oh my god that's such a good pick
1: she is to this day, like, if I even think about her for more than like five minutes, my blood is boiling. I am so angry. She, to this day, the only like villain who like I could I could rant about for hours about how terrible she is. Like Oh my Oh God. And she's so un what a unique villain, though. So let's let's talk about it. What a unique villain she is. Like, this small woman, wizard, witch, whatever, <laughs> frog lady, Ugh. she just comes in out of nowhere. Her little fucking cough that she does in the books, her like, <gasps> it, makes, it, it, makes me, it makes me want to scream. Oh my god, she is the just amplification of every horrible teacher I've ever had in school. Just, like, Tony, all rolled into one.
0: Right now.
1: <laughs> I'm, like, in the mood to fight right now. Right? She, okay, because... She, okay, but I'll say she is the reason that Order of the Phoenix is my favorite Harry Potter book.
2: hmm
1: I just... The fact that she's so awful that literally everyone in school is against her, like... Oh, my God, when the... like, If you haven't read Harry Potter, what are you doing listening to this podcast? like come on it's been out for so long catch up with us but like when at the end of like near the end of the book like she is like the main almost antagonist she's the main antagonist in that book and she oh my god like all the everybody in the school like bands together at the end to like get her out and it's the best thing I've ever like read it's my favorite book to read because Specifically, because everyone hates her so much.
0: I think she's a psychopath.
1: She is. She is one of. She's like the perfect example of like so like a psychopath or a sociopathic character.
2: Like she just like, oh, I don't know what it is.
1: It's it's the fact that honestly, I think she is like just the personification of every horrible, just normal person you've ever met. Like think of Karen. Karen. She's a Karen. <gasps> like she's literally no she's like oh my god. The worst Karen you could possibly imagine in a magical world.
0: All the rules. Oh my god. Just the whole like magic is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be adventurous and then she takes what's good about magic away from them. Yeah. And creates all these rules where they have to study for their written test blah blah blah. Literally no creativity. Sucks so the life cool. out of things.
2: You know what That's- my
0: favorite My favorite moments of my life. (laughs) What when I saw the scene, I forgot what movie it was. But when she was dragged away by the centaurs, and Harry was like, "I must not not tell lies," she was like, "Please save me! Tell him I didn't do anything!" Oh my god! Like I must not tell lies, and then she's dragged away. Dude, that moment in the
1: books is so iconic because, like, (laughs) I don't know if you like for people listening, if you've only like really watched the movies and you haven't like read the books as much. Like I really suggest you go back and reread especially Order of Phoenix, Order of the Phoenix because just it is it's perfect. It's my it's my favorite book other than Aww. Harry's other than Harry's relationship with Cho. But even that is yeah. is written. It's better it's all better in the books. I wasn't super fond of I love the movie, don't get me wrong, but it was so different from the books that it like it made me not like it a little, just because I love that book so much. And Dolores Umbridge, that horrible lady, is a lot of the reason why. Because she's the reason they formed the DA. And the DA is like my favorite like subplot of all the books.
0: Whatever happened
1: to her, like just in general? No, no, no. Don't you remember? She was like important in the seventh book. She like came back and she had the locket.
0: No, I do remember but like what what happened to her like after? She got dragged off by the centaur.
1: Oh wait. Like after she got dragged off by the centaur she came back and she was rescued or whatever. But like I think she was arrested.
2: Because she was working with Voldemort,
0: you know? I
2: don't I don't know, I don't remember what happened to her.
0: But yeah, that that's a great villain. Wow. Because she just
1: she's so subtly horrible. Like from the moment she walks in and she like interrupts Dumbledore at like the opening speed. <laughs> she like gives her own monologue and you're like, oh my God, this lady is annoying. I want to like deck her already, you know? Yeah. And then she, as soon as she like cuts into the back of Harry's hand with that torture
2: pen, like it was done. I was like, she's yeah. the worst, the worst. And at the end, when the
1: Weasleys, like, shoot off all of their, like, magical, like, tricks and, like, things that they've done, they, because in the movies, they do this big firework thing. And I love that scene. But in the books, they, like, they do so much more than that. They, like, make a swamp in one of the hallways or they, like, do all of this (laughs) other stuff. And all of the teachers refuse to help her. They're like, you're in charge, clean it up. And it's the most satisfying thing I've ever read.
0: I think it's because she's someone that you could, like, beat up physically, you know? But, like, you can't. And I think it's just so frustrating that, like, you know you could get her, but, like, you can't.
1: Uh, And like you said, (laughs) when she gets dragged off and she's like, tell them I mean them no harm. And he's like, sorry, professor, I must not tell lies.
0: His straight face, oh my god. (sighs)
1: I love Book Harry. He's so sassy. And I know that scene was in the movie, but it didn't come across as, like, a big punch in the, ugh. I think She's I'm going to watch that tonight. I know, I want to watch it. I might just reread <laughs> Order of the Phoenix, just cause. I do that sometimes. when I'm New book! <laughs> I know, I gotta start reading new stuff. Clinging to my comfort book. But, yeah, that is my number one. Dolores Umbridge. Worst. Worst. Creature to ever exist, ever.
0: Creature,
2: oh
0: well, those are our villains, people.
1: Yes, I feel I... like
0: you know we gave a little a good overview, and
1: yeah. And <laughs> if anyone agrees, disagrees, or has any disputes with the claims we made, feel free to uh let us know.
0: We'd oh, to I'm sure them. they're like, I'm sure people would have said like Darth Vader, which yes, he's no. a great villain. But, yeah, we want to hear about your favorite villains. Um, Who scared the shit out of you as a little kid and still kind of scares you? All right. I think that's
1: all that we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you guys tune in next week where we will be talking about something having to do with books. It'll be a surprise, though. You'll just have to stick around and find out. But Ooh. make sure in the meantime you go follow us on our socials. Which is mostly just Instagram at this point, Mary Sue <laughs> who Books. Go follow us, leave us a comment, a question, any topics that you might be interested in hearing about. And we will see you next week.
0: I'll see you next week, Tony. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>